Aaron Whitlow. Brandon Spavi here. And we are the Mark Out Movie Podcasters. We're here to, you know, mark out a little bit about movies. But before we do that, we want to take a moment just to talk about Anchor FM, the app that is Anchor FM. Anchor FM is pretty cool. Our podcast can be found right there on that um, on that app. And uh, if you pick up the app, man, you can have in-house editing for your uh, podcast. I believe you can put sounds and, and everything. And Brandon, you can also take your app or your podcast and, you know, get it out there to other services through Anchor. Isn't That's that pretty true. cool? That's dope. It is dope. Everything he said is dope. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, man, why are you marking out to movies with us? Take time to download the Anchor app. Give it a tr- give it a try. It ain't gonna hurt anything, and it's absolutely free. Check it out, Anchor FM. Download it in the in the Google Play Store or whatever you have for iPhones. I'm not iPhoneer, so I don't know. Whatever they have, you, sh- you should be able to find it there too. It's free. Absolutely. Everyone loves free stuff. Free is good. Everyone. And it's not only is it free, but it's good. So free ain't good. You can't beat free and good. That's a blessing in disguise. It is a blessing. So, hey, we're going to get into this podcast. But first, download Anchor FM. Whitlow. <laughs> again, Brandon. Again, Brandon. Two weeks in a row. Yeah, trouble pushing record. That's why I'm laughing. My name's Brandon Spivey here, people. All right, Brandon. Welcome to the... Go ahead. No, right no, you got this, Brandon. You got this. <laughs> Welcome to the movie... <laughs> I got it, Brandon. Welcome to the Mark Out Movie Podcast, where we have fun Marking out to your favorite movies, and maybe even your least favorite movies, but we're going to mark out to them anyway. That's what we do. We mark out. We mark out. And uh, now, also, Brandon, just to give them all an update, we do now have a rating system. We discussed this earlier. Right. Tell them about the rating system. It's called the Markouts. It's a score of 0 to 5. That's what it's going to be. 0 to 5. That's the Mark Out rating system. I thought you were going to go a little bit more in depth depth about it. But yeah, 0 to 5 Mark Out rating system. That's what it's going to be. 0 to 5. So, all right. So, it's 0 Mark Outs, meaning I didn't like the movie. I didn't like it at all. 0 Mark Outs, like I didn't Mark Out. So, uh, let me first tell them what it means to Mark Out. All right. So, Marking Out is a wrestling term. Uh, that uh, so there's fans called Marks. Marks is a fan that doesn't like loves wrestling, but uh, doesn't believe doesn't know that it's a work that you know it's, that they uh, that they go through the moves the the matches and but then they mark out as if it's real. Then there's a smart mark. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're you're good. You're, no, no, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say they think it's real. But, uh, yeah, he, he covered that right, right there. <laughs> I took it from him. Sorry. And then, uh, well, tell me what a smart mark is, then. They know way too much. 
according to professional wrestlers. But yet they uh, still are considered marks, though, nonetheless. They're considered marks, but they think they know everything about it. All right. And so then you have... Even though they haven't worked in the wrestling business. Exactly. And then you, you have those... But some that, wrestling smarks, are, they, they do know more than actual wrestlers. This is true. This is true. But, I know yeah. a few. But, uh, so, hey, it is what it is. But, so, we have... We have, uh, so we call this show Mark Out um, Movie Podcast because we're a couple of marks when it comes to, um, like, even though we might know wrestling's a work or movies are a work of fiction, at, you know, in, in some senses, uh, we know that there's moments in movies or, movie, or movies in general that we absolutely love and we mark out for. For instance, Brandon is a huge fan of Jaws, so he will mark huge out when, when, when huge. Huge, huge, huge fan, huge fan. huge fan of Jaws. So he and Mark Alver Jaws. And uh, just the other day, I was watching The Burbs, which is a movie uh, with Tom Hanks in it. Uh, man, I'm just a huge fan of that movie. And no matter when it's on, I just I watch it because I absolutely love that movie. And uh, so I'll, I'll mark out for it. I'll, I'll, um, I enjoy The Burbs. I enjoy a good Burbs. You enjoy good Burbs? <laughs> I do. Well, we're going to have to cover The Burbs on a, on a later show. Uh <laughs> But on this show, can you tell them what we're talking about? We're going to be discussing the film Pet Cemetery that came out last weekend. Pet Cemetery. We're going to review it. Spelt wrong. It is spelt wrong, but it's spelt so right. <laughs> we're going to be talking about this Pet Cemetery movie, 2019. Pet Cemetery, not to be confused with the 1989. But we will compare the two. Mm-hmm. And we also will talk about what we would like to see readapted to future films. And. Take some f- books, stories, short stories, a mini novels, series as well, and mini series that we would actually like to see adapted. Yeah, which could be more troubling for me since I haven't read, like, but like maybe five percent of his stuff. But I, I haven't read a lot of Stephen King either. Uh, I, but I'm trying. I'm getting there. <laughs> um, like I said in uh, our last podcast, I'm more into his audio books. Like I, I would do an audio adaptation of his books uh, before I would do a. Uh, just sit down and read it because I just love to hear someone uh, read, uh, you know, tell me what's going on and I can kind of picture it. Plus, with the audiobooks, they would have sometimes sounds going on in the background, music or things to kind of score it a little bit for you. So, but yeah, <laughs> I'm laughing because Brandon was going to be uh, recording this to make sure uh, we timed it because we're not going to go over an hour this time, guys. It is not happening. <laughs> Uh, but let's get into it. Uh, Pet Cemetery. could you tell them a brief synopsis of what the movie's about? The movie's about Lewis Creed and his family. Uh, okay. They're moving to Maine. Uh, I want to say they're from, it's from Boston. Boston. But they're originally yep. from Boston. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's a, he's a, was a big doctor there and he's moving to a small town. He wants to be this local doctor. So he can spend more time with his family. Right. And, uh. And it slowly starts there. And when they arrive there, Ellie, the daughter, uh, goes into the woods and finds this pet cemetery. Mm-hmm. And uh, the slow dread of what this pet cemetery begins. And with yep. exposition from Judd, who's played by John Lithgow. And uh, we'll get into it after that. And we'll tell you if we liked it. We hated it. We'll, we'll give you our markout rating system. We'll give you what they should have done and what they shouldn't have done. And right. 
you know. Gonna give it, give them the gonna, old, give them the, give them the, get into the it. 411. It, 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 it could get messy, though. I mean, it can get a it little, could get a little messy because you know, sometimes dad is better, <laughs> but uh, but hey, uh, first of all, non spoiler, um, pet cemetery, um. We started out, like he says, with this family moving to uh, this rural area of Maine. Uh, we have, um, we have, a fa- you can see the family dynamic. Uh, I compared this family dynamic a lot to the family dynamic in, in us, in the sense of, like, in the sense of this, that you can tell that the family. had to go there, didn't they? Yeah, but you, you, uh, you can tell that, uh, that. They are a family. You can tell that this is a real, like, living family. You could, you know, like, yeah, they, like, yeah. you pick up right in them being a family. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I, I in enjoy, that sense. I, I, I enjoy the family. Yeah. From both films. From both films. Uh, from us and this, you mean? Okay. I, I enjoy that family. Yeah. Um, I just enjoy what, what happened after. <laughs> we, we met the family. Yeah, I understand it. Hey, hey, Brandon, let it go. Let it go. <laughs> Elsa, let it go. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know how I can get into the non-spoilers of this movie. Uh, obviously, um, if you don't know this, Pet Cemetery plays a part in the fact that in both films, if you haven't seen the original, uh, this is and the or the, read the book, uh, they have a, a cat named Winston Church Churchill Church Church. Yeah, Church the cat, uh, and uh, so uh, the cat dies, and the father is tasked with taking the cat and burying the cat. Well, so he was going to bury the cat in Pet Cemetery, and Judd said there's another place. Yeah. And so, so let me ask you this. Getting into our comparisons of the originals, because I don't remember this this portion of it. In the original, did, uh, did Judd tell him previously about, like, the other cemetery to bury it? Or the uh, Mac, him, uh, uh Cemetery, or? My memory is correct, which it should be. <laughs> He told him when Church died, when they were about to burn. At that, those are pretty close together. Okay, so they yeah, okay. So it was still still a similar. Because yeah. all right, if we can't sure. continue this podcast without going into spoilers. We got to get into spoilers. <laughs> so if you haven't seen Pet Cemetery, first of all, before uh, we get into spoilers, uh, if you, for the non-spoiler review, I enjoy Pet Cemetery. I enjoy the. Uh, the uh, actors in it. I enjoyed the uh, young actress in it. I thought that she was did a perfect job, a great job. Um, I enjoyed uh, John Lithgow. He he did a great job. He's just a uh, fantastic. He he's one of those actors that gets better with age, you know. And he can go from playing a menacing dark character like that you see on Dexter, or he can play a lovable father figure like you see in uh, Daddy's Home Part Two, you know. You can see, I love that movie. yeah, you can see, uh, like he's just that versatile of an actor, and yeah. so I just yeah. want to say this, not spoiler, mark out review. I give it uh, four and a half mark outs. Four and a half—that's a pretty good score. Yeah. Uh, for me, you know, I've what can you say? I love this movie. I, I loved everything about it. Uh, I have a special—it has a special place in my heart. Pet Cemetery. Mm-hmm. I relate to this movie so well. It's and. If you've seen the original movie, you know what happens to Gage. I have uh, experienced this. Okay. My son was about three. He was running, trying to run into the road. There was a vehicle coming, and you know I had to go run and get him. So, and it was just a flashback of Pet Cemetery right there. 
So, but as far as this movie goes, I love the cast. Um, I love the story. I love the slow dread of it. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of people felt that, well, I won't say a lot, but if you read online, a lot of people felt that it was rushed. I did not. Uh, I really enjoyed the, the, the character. Got, we got to know the family more so in this film, I believe, than, I would, I would agree than the 1989 version. And I loved, I loved every member of the family uh, in this one. Um, it was just well done, in my opinion. Uh, I really liked. Uh, uh, I can't think of his name. Uh, the, actor, the actor who played Lewis. Um, um, he played I don't, John Connor in the last Terminator, which I hate. By the I, way, we're but, gonna we're gonna call him Lewis. Jason Clark. There okay. you go. Uh, really, enjoy, I really enjoyed his. I enjoy his work. He has a face like he has a face like he's always tired. He's, yeah. he's like an actor that looks tired. He almost reminded me of uh, what's Tom Hanks? Not Tom Hanks. Tom Cruise's cousin. That uh, cousin. Yeah, he has a cousin that's an actor. Uh, Tom Cruise has a cousin, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. He, he was a Minority Report. <laughs> that guy. Uh, I, I have no idea who he's talking about, by the uh, way. But yeah, he. he but he's Tom Cruise's cousin. He's uh, important. <laughs> Tom. <laughs> I, I won't find him, but yeah, he uh, he always looks like he's um, tired. But yeah, no. Uh, go ahead and continue with your rating. I'm sorry. Thank you. <laughs> so um, I really I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I loved every second of it. I really did, from the first act to the second act to the third act. I will say this: a lot of people compare it to the original. I didn't. Well, I wasn't like, okay, this is like the first movie. Right. I was, I felt this was its own thing, and it did make some changes, but I thought they were necessary changes. Yeah. I didn't have a problem with them. Uh, it worked with the story they were telling. Mm-hmm. And so my rating would be, same as Aaron's, 4.5 markouts. And I uh, really, we can go into spoilers now. If you would like. Can go into spoilers. By the way, Tom Cruise's cousin, William... He uh, looked it up, ladies and gentlemen. William Mapother? Ma- William uh, Mapother. Who's this guy? I'm going to show <laughs> the face. That guy. This guy. William Mapother. Man, he looks tired. He does, that's, that's what I said. He always looks tired. I know him from something. I guess it is Minority Report. Yeah. Because I always, have seen it. He's also... Uh, I want to say he was on Lost. Uh, yeah, he was on Lost. Uh, uh, anyway... So, spoilers. The struggle is real for me with TV shows. That's the spoiler music. So, we're going into spoilers. Um, all right. Uh, one thing that I, I, I enjoyed about this movie uh, is, like I said, the, the kid actors. The, hey, I never, I didn't think that they were able to re, like have another child play Gabe. Gage. Uh, Gage, I'm sorry, Gage. <laughs> well, I think Gabe. I'm sorry, Gage, uh, and still be so so doggone cute. This is a cute yes. kid. He's yeah. a cute little kid because the uh, original kid. Ri- original kid who also went on to other horror movies. Miko Hughes. Yeah, Miko Hughes. Uh, he was a cute kid. Cute kid. Yeah, even though I said no fair, no fair. No we do Homer Bound. Yeah. He, but he was a cute kid. This kid almost almost kind of looks like him too. Yeah, and sounds yeah, like him. Sounds like him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's weird, but yeah, but, yeah. I, I agree with you. He was he was a good kid. You you, there are certain parts in the movie you, you're like, oh god, my heart literally stopped. Yeah. I know this is way down the road here, but we're not starting at the beginning. But we're talking about Gage. Well, hey, he's spoilers. When I'll, he's I'll running 
when he's walking onto that, that road where that semi's coming, mm-hmm. my heart literally just stops. Yeah. I was like, they teased us in a movie that it wasn't going to be him, and here he is walking. Yeah. And I'm like, he better catch him. <laughs> oh, this, you know what? Honestly, at that part, I was thinking. I don't know if I could have took that again. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was thinking. I, I was thinking. Because in the, oh, real quick before we continue, uh, well, we're, we're going to talk about it later. Because I want to talk about also, um, if trailers ruin or spoil movies. And I believe this trailer for this movie, the second trailer for this movie, spoiled this movie a little bit for me. Because uh, that moment, I felt like I was robbed. Because if, if, because yeah. I know the original, you know the original, you know the resource material as well. Yes. That in the, in those uh, and variations... Novel. It was always uh, Gage that walked into the got into the street and got struck by by that a semi truck. Yeah. Um, but in this, you know from the trailer that it was the daughter uh, Ella, right? Ellie. Yeah. Ellie. Okay, Ellie. Uh, it was her that got struck by the semi truck, and so the trailer uh, robbed me of that moment because yeah. if I had not seen that that part, I was like, oh my gosh. It, who is gonna be so? So me knowing that it was her, what the what it did do for me though, because the the trailer didn't show Gage walking out to yeah, so nice. so I was thinking, oh my gosh, is he gonna lose both children? I was thinking that too. <laughs> I was, I was like, thinking he's gonna lose both. I will say this, uh, the it did. What, what a different twist that would have been. It would have been, uh, but I will say this that um, in that moment, that trailer, like you're talking, about, did it spoil? Does trailer spoil movies? I will say yes. It mm-hmm. it did spoil that twist uh did i have a problem with it no because not so much as i did no because it was different it i i mean i wish they wouldn't have showed it but right. it didn't you know I, I was still pumped up to see it it's like it was my most anticipated horror film and it lived up in my opinion yeah but you know I, i'm glad i'm not glad that it happened i don't mean that monster but, but I'm glad they tw- they they changed it up a little bit and didn't just do the same movie like they did with Carrie. Yeah. Okay, so, I can I can get that. But um, yeah, that scene where she gets well, she doesn't get struck, but you know, like the truck yeah goes off into the ditch and you know and it hits her. Uh, but um, Jete Lawrence. Yes, that's that's the actress. She's very good in this movie. Some yeah. people were actually laughing in my theater. Oh my goodness! At her getting hit. Not getting hit, but when she came back and she was talking. Oh wow, that's weird. Okay, um, they did. I don't think they truly why? understood what was actually happening. I, oh, there, there was one guy behind us was like, "What are we watching?" <laughs> you know, I was like, uh, "Stephen King wrote this." Well, people, if you don't know the source material. At all, I mean, if you don't know what Pet Cemetery is, I, I don't what, know. What I don't, did you go in the movie thing? It was a Medea movie. That's I mean, okay. I, um, this guy literally did not know what he was watching. That's and crazy. I, for me, I just don't know how right. you don't know what you watch when you're watching Pet Cemetery. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say this about uh, Jate. I don't want to mess up your name, love. Miss um, Lawrence. Miss Lawrence. Let's call her that. All right. <laughs> uh, when she came back, well, let's go and refer to her as Ellie. Uh, Ellie, Ellie when, when she came back, uh, like okay, so you have two different characters mm-hmm. with her. You had her as a little sweet, precocious little girl yes. that was watching SpongeBob Square, but SpongeBob and, SquarePants. And she was fascinated with and, death. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's but, why I like the twist they did. Yeah. And uh, and uh, and another thing, I want to talk about that twist, but uh, but she was so 
um, she switched her character switched, and yes. she did a great job. The 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 when she comes back. And the scene when she's in the tub being washed oh, yeah, uh, it was, was just so creepy. It, 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 it creeped me out. It, it truly creeped me out. Uh, her uh, her eye, you could tell like where she they had to do reconstructive surgery, uh, not surgery, but you know fix her yeah. a little bit so that she could be presentable in, in the, for her for her yeah. burial. Uh, it's just man, everything about that was great, and she didn't sleep. Like when you said close your eyes and go to sleep, she didn't do it because yeah. the dead don't rest, I guess. <laughs> the dead yeah. don't sleep, but uh, but then also I wanted to bring up because you mentioned it, um, about uh, the the switch with it. I think that it it worked better with her versus Gage because we see, we saw that movie before. Yes, and so you don't want to repeat it, right? And so with and with it being her, I think that she's a little bit more to me legitimately creepy and uh, I am, and menacing then I would take gauge you know he's so small I you know I don't believe you're gonna be killing three people you know yeah yeah uh yes yeah, uh, did you uh when the scene happened when she got hit with the truck mm-hmm. how did it make I mean how did you feel how did you react uh initially um for one I was still getting over the and they did a good job of subverting my my expectations. Uh, I was getting over the shock that it was engaged again, because <laughs> that was really a shocking moment for me. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" So when he got him, and then I was like, "Oh, it's just so her." I actually felt relief, to be honest with you, because I knew it was I knew she was gonna die, but I was relieved that it wasn't him. So did you forget that she was gonna die in that moment right there? I don't think I forgot. I just didn't. When the truck initially didn't hit her. And I realized then it was just a tanker to the yeah. truck. Then I was like, oh. But then also, I heard somebody complain and say, well, shouldn't she have a bigger mess on the road? I assumed the way it hit her, it it propelled her yeah. backwards, I guess. I don't know if that's the right word. But it, it knocked her. The and, force knocked and, her back. And honestly, we don't need to see that. The, you don't need to see it. This isn't a Death Wish with yeah. Bruce Willis. You, I you, haven't seen it. But yeah, I've seen the original. It. I just recently watched the original, but we won't get on to that. No, right no, no, random. We're going to keep this under an hour. Yes, we got to keep it under an hour, and we're under 16 minutes right now. But, Actually, uh, yeah. 20, but yeah. Oh, 20. You've been you're doing it, too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? Brandon. But, uh, yeah, you're talking about that. I, I tell you, when, when mm-hmm. she got hit by the tanker, uh, I cried. I, it, Did to you? me, okay. it was like, I, I'm so invested in this particular story. Like I said, I relate to it because what happened to my son, and but it was like losing. It would be like losing my son. Yeah. And uh, and you know, I know when we get to the end where he's he has to kill his daughter or attempt to kill her. Um, and she kind of. I was like, she fakes the oh, daddy is. Yes, and I was like, I couldn't do this. I, I would have still killed. I couldn't do it. Oh, I'm so invested at this point, and you're the thought. I just couldn't do it. Before we get to that, all right, uh, there's a couple of things that I had problems with. That's why I give it a 4.5 markouts versus a complete five because I don't, there's a few things I had problem with, but it wasn't more. It wasn't enough problems for me to give it a just a three. So I still liked it, you know. Um, but yeah, so I had a problem with um, 
uh, Zelda this time around. Yeah. I think that they, I think that the original utilized her better, made her creepier. Because uh, you've seen her, that makeup that they did on Zelda in the original, which was a dude playing her. It was a dude. Um, Creepy looking dude. Yeah. It was so, you know, for the longest time I thought it was this one actress. I was like, oh, was it, is that her? I thought it was that one actress. It kind of looks like the lady. You know, it kind of looks like Zelda. You, you probably know what I'm th- thinking about. Um, but uh, she played in um, Pulp Fiction. She played uh, Honey Bunny. All right. All right, I'll find her. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I thought it was her for the longest. Uh, but anyway, the original Zelda was just so, that scene when she goes, when the mother goes up to the room and Zelda is in the corner and she turns around and she comes running towards the camera, uh, you know, POV wise, it jarred me and creeped me out so she's much. She's creepy. She scares people. She scares my girlfriend. Yeah, I, I just, My girlfriend couldn't even look at this Zelda. She then, closed her eyes and could not look. Well, see, but she. I mean, I felt okay. I, I agree with you. Uh, she didn't live up to the original, uh, but I still thought she was creepy. Yeah, yeah, I thought she was I thought, creepy. I thought they know, played more the with special the effects with her and the atmosphere exactly. Mm-hmm. The special effects I thought were were better. Just her character wasn't developed, in my opinion. It, it just wasn't. They were kind of going living off. Yeah, I see who you're talking about. Yeah, that lady from. I actually forgot she was in that movie until you (laughs) just showed me the picture. But yeah, I think she was a. Just, I think they were going for this. I think they were. They knew people knew her in the original movie. Yeah. And I think they were trying to live off that, and I don't think they fully developed her. I think they thought that was enough. You know. Yeah. Because you know you have. I won't say the grudge, but you know we have the grudge, but now they have Conjuring, Annabelle. Annabelle and all that stuff. They have those type of movies that have like those type of creepy type of characters. So they yes. thought that that'd be enough. I can, yeah. I can get that. And I, I, I was, well, go ahead with your, your dislikes. Oh, my second dislike is uh, Pascal. Um, we on both. <laughs> I, Pascal, I thought originally, the original one played such a pivotal role yes, in the uh, film and the and every time he popped up, it wasn't wasted. He he popped yeah. up to me. He popped out. Uh, he popped up, and he was like trying to warn them, "Hey, your husband's doing something wrong. Don't go back. Whatever you do, don't do this." You know, this one I felt like it was kind of thrown away. Like if he wasn't there, like if if this Pascal Pascal wasn't there, um, the uh, father uh, Lewis would have still made it to the pet cemetery yeah. via Judd would have still gotten there. Uh, he still would have ended up burying his, his uh, son. He didn't, it's not that he really even really hesitated when he was going up, like going past that barrier, you know, yeah. he, he, he had stayed to an extent of, Oh man, I had a dream. And I thought, I thought at that point that a, a ham was going to reach out and grab him. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Cause I was like, Oh, you know, that would be something. But, also, I want to get to that. I want to let me finish this. All right, that's my two dislikes. A thing that I liked about it, real quick, uh, is this film did not uh, utilize a lot of jump scares, and I love they used the atmosphere more than a jump scare in order to get fright or terror out of somebody. Yeah, I have the same complaints as you do, Pascal. Even I mean, he was enough for me because you know I'm not. I like the actor that played him in the beginning. Mm-hmm. 
In the book, he is black, so they got that right in this oh, time. I around. didn't. Know, I didn't realize that. Okay. But that's well. From what everything I've read about it, it he's black. Uh, but um, I didn't hate the character Pascal in this. I I could have done without him. You know, he he didn't make a difference to me. Exactly. It's but, not. It's not that I hate him. Like like his makeup was great. Yeah, he looked great. Yeah. I would say maybe he looked better than the original. But Absolutely. The performance-wise, no. Uh, but but the one thing's I and this is gonna be controversial probably to some really diehard Pet Cemetery fans. I like Judd better in this one. And I didn't think I would. Hmm. That's a good. Oh. Because I love Fred as Judd in the original. He's the oh, best Herman part Monster. of that movie. Yes, he's the best part of that movie in my opinion. And I think John Lithgow's the best part in this movie. He carried, he carried both, it. Yeah, absolutely. He, and I think people were like, well, Judd had more to do in the original. Eh, true-ish, maybe. But I just love John's performance in this. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's limited a little bit, but he it was it's a powerful performance in my opinion. It, I mean, I, I can see that. I, I can see that. I'm not going to agree with you. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> but, uh, but I can see that uh, because... You know, I'm a, I am love John Lithgow. You know, yeah. um, I, I say Lithgow. He says the Lithgow. That's cool. It's just who I am. We got the lift right, though, right? We got the lift right. <laughs> One of us is right. But uh, I, I love uh, him in this film. Uh, he, I just love him in general, like yes. in, in anything that he's in. Uh, he, he's such a great actor. There's a movie. If you haven't seen it, guys, check out Raising Cain. Uh, it's got him in it. He's a guy with multiple personalities, and one of his personalities is a serial killer. Just, Great, great little film. I, I suggest you watch that movie. Um, when I think of John, I always go back to Cliffhanger. He's the villain in that. Sylvester really? Stallone. I yes. didn't, I've never seen that. You haven't I seen never, it? I've never seen... Don't hate me, Mr. Stallone fan. Yeah. i never seen <laughs> Cliffhanger. He's uh, one you know, of the best. I only, my closest to seeing Cliffhanger is uh, <laughs> Ace Ventura Part 2. When like he's oh, like Lord. trying to save that... Uh, was it a squirrel or something? I hate that movie so much. <laughs> but hey, I'm sorry, homie. But, uh, but no, uh, and I love Jim, but I hate that movie so much. But I like him in, uh, my, when I think about him, uh, I'll ma- I immediately think of, uh, uh, Terror at 20,000 feet. The, uh, the, uh, the Twilight Zone movie. It's the Twilight Zone movie and he's the man on the plane and there's a gremlin on the wing of the plane. Yeah. Uh, he does a great job, but, uh, uh, but no, as far as Fred, A.K.A. Herman Monster. Uh, Who's great. Now, yeah. I, I'm not discounting uh, that legendary Judd, actor, 1989. Uh, he's my favorite part of that movie. Yeah. So, so is John. He, he carried his. the movie. Yeah. And uh, so, no, I mean, for me, it's, it, I, I can't battle them because they both, they both were excellent. Yes. Um, and, but, but yeah, if you like him hey, uh, over the other one, I understand it. I love, I love that. I'm glad he didn't do a phony Maine accent. Yeah, a lot of people were, were upset about that he didn't do one. I, but it seems like, like I love, I just love Fred. If you've seen my cousin Vinny, like he's probably one of the best parts of that movie too. Yes, he is. Uh, he's very good in that. Uh, Everyone's good in that movie though. Yeah, absolutely. We should uh, review even, my cousin Vinny. Absolutely. That's us <laughs> uh, smacking hands, guys. Uh, but yeah. Um, but as far as, if we're going to start comparing the actors, uh, I would say that Ellie was better in this movie than in the original. Hundred percent agree. Uh, I think that Gage 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 <laughs> was better in the original than in this one. I agree with that 
only because of the twist. Yeah. The actor that was playing Gage didn't get to do what the Miko did in the original. So. Yeah. But if you take the mother, the first half of that movie, I think they're about the same. Okay. But Miko got to show his range after he died yeah. as Gage, and this one didn't. But my heart went out to Gage at the very end of that movie. Yeah, it, like, we're gonna we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then, so yeah, I think the mom the mom was better in this one. I do too. I think the father was better in this one than the other one. I, I didn't, agree. I like you like Dale Mitkiff in the original. He doesn't. Nobody does. But but I think he's the only one. He's the only one. The guy <laughs> but, uh, the guy was hollow. I have a I have a I have a soft spot for Dale because he played Elvis. <laughs> Okay, okay. Elvis and me. Okay. It's more uh, like Priscilla, but, you know. Well, before we get back to our... Uh, I know before we hate, hate on that one. That's okay. <laughs> uh, before, before we get to our um, our final thoughts on it, um, let me... Uh, let's, let's go ahead and talk about the end there. So, okay. all right. Spoilers. Well, wait, hang on, hang on a second. Let's okay. talk about how we, how we got there. Let's talk about how we felt. Did, were you, like, invested in the father, like? Did you like his character? Did you, yeah, there's some complaints there. If you get um, on the online and hear about the complaints about the father, I Phil. wasn't as invested in him as I was the mother. See, I think I was equally invested in both. I think that she was. Oh my! Like look, before we even get there. All right, so we've already spoke about. So uh, also before we even get there, I'm sorry, guys. We're not gonna be an hour. Uh, <laughs> all right, so I love. The uh, the catch they had in this film. Oh, you got to talk about church. Yeah, church. I mean, the the three they had three cats with this movie, uh, I believe, and uh, all three of them did a great job. Uh, I love the makeup that they did to church. Like seeing the original when church came back, you couldn't really tell that it was really anything different other than the glowy eyes yeah. and that constant uh, hissing and, and uh, growling. But uh, but in this one, he looked like. A mangy, unkept, dirty, dangerous stray. Yes. And uh, and just looks like at any moment this cat will claw your eyes out. <laughs> yes. And I, you know, when he took church, I took he was gonna poison her. I thought like the original. I was like, yeah, like the original, and he couldn't do it. I'm like, I'm right there with you. I couldn't do it either. I can't do that. <laughs> but no also, matter what, well, unless it actually killed. A family member. I don't think I could put down an animal. Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, the uh, and, and I want to talk about this real quick about Gage, not Gage, but Church. Uh, church. So in that scene, Church utilized the same type of technique, uh, tactic that Ellie, Ellie, Ellie yes. does later on. Like, uh, oh, I'm sweet now. Please don't kill me. I love you. You know, type of thing, and he was like, "Oh, I can't kill you." They can mimic human emotions, and uh, and that's all part of the Wendigo storyline that they mm-hmm. added in this one, and they didn't yeah, the they original. Did in the original. But uh, I love that that story arc about the Wendigos. Uh, I, I'm a, I'm a really I'm starting to become a big fan of Wendigos after playing a video game called um, um, Until Dawn. Was it the Wendigo? Have you seen uh, Into the Not Into the Woods? There's a movie on Netflix. Uh, about like them going camping, I believe that might be the Wendigo as well. The ritual, yeah. I haven't seen it. So it might, it might be the Wendigo. I'm not sure. Uh, I've, I'm very interested in, in the, that, and uh, so I actually really love that aspect of putting that into the story. Which I, mm-hmm. I, 
I've read up on it that it is in the original novel, so I haven't read the novel, but, you know, I do my homework on it, yeah. and I've seen the original movie at least 20 times. But let's get back to the, uh, all right, so, all right, uh, so Church dies, um, Judd sees that the, uh, that the family would be hurt with, he doesn't want to hurt Ellie. He doesn't want to hurt Ellie, he's got a special... So, Bond with Ellie. Yeah, so he's like, hey, let's take him further. And yeah. so they take him to the uh, Micmac Ritual Burial Ground. And that's where it's sour. The ground is sour. Yes. And, they bur- and then uh, uh, the father has to bury Church himself and put the stones. You know, and Church comes back. Church is evil. Church is demon cat now. <laughs> and so, uh, and then... Uh, the father doesn't, as Brandon discussed before, the father doesn't want to put church down. Yeah. So he's like, you know what? It's better. And th- I like this too. I'm going to talk about this. But it's better if I just take him out, drop him off, and abandon him, and then say he ran away or something like that. And say, hey, so you can tell uh, right. that, he that, that he. That, yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. He thinks that he's doing the best thing. But it's, it's, this is what I like that it's because of the father's mistake. That's right. Right there, that his daughter ends up dying. It's yes. because of his error. If he had, if he would have just put put church down, Ellie would never have been in that road. Also, they live way too close to the road. Don't be playing blindfolded games near a road. What is wrong with you people? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's just Blame my little Stephen rant. King on that. Stephen freaking King, man. What's wrong with you, Stephen? What's going on in Maine, man? Um, a lot. <laughs> uh, clearly, don't move the Maine, guys. Um, and then, uh, so because uh, of that, Ellie's, Ellie's in a road. Ellie got killed. Ellie, uh, he takes his daughter to the ritual burial ground, buries her. She comes back dead and weird and psychopathic. Uh, <laughs> and it's just great. Yeah. I mean, in a wicked, twisted way. <laughs> but, I, yeah, I loved it. I just loved it. I mean, it. Was it, it was amazing. It was an amazing film for hey, me. And uh, before we wrap this up, real quick, what did you, what was your thoughts on? Because this is one another thing I didn't really like, but I forget about it, so it didn't stick with me that much. I didn't like that she was able to mimic uh, Judge Wife's face. I don't understand that. That how, so is it that everybody that so that tells me that Judge must have buried his wife up there at one point. Well, I'm not sure if he buried her or not. Uh, I know it's in a book. Uh, but I'm not his mom. His wife is actually in the, the story. Yeah, they meet. They, she's still alive when the the creeds move in. But then in uh, the, neither in adaptation yeah. acknowledged that. So uh, I don't know if he buried her up there. The I, way that she I what she said kind of implied that it he did. did. It did imply. I'm not sure if that's accurate though. Well, well, I don't know. What do you think about? So uh, if you love spoilers and you hadn't seen it, uh, so there's a scene where. Uh, Ellie is so she's already done ripped uh, Mr. Judd's Achilles, which is better in this than well, wasn't. I want to speak on this real quick before we get to his okay. death. Uh, I love the how they teased the original with Judd in in the bed. You could think you think she's underneath the bed. Mm-hmm. He just kicks it out of the way, and I just thought that was a quick nod to the original. Oh yeah, I forgot. I okay. loved that. I was like, yes. And, but when he gets. And he gets bladed in the ankle. Pretty bad. There was a woman <laughs> behind us. Ah! <laughs> it's like it was. Oh, it's gonna it was, be all over audio, Brandon. 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was just hilarious. I started laughing. Beth kind of jolted. She's like, did you? Did you? Did you scream? Did you? Oh, we just seen a spike in the audio there. But uh, I, I apologize for that, people. But uh, so yeah, if you had had a, like a peaceful volume right then, you please turn it down. Um, uh, so um, yeah, that part, man, that was crazy. He uh, it was like, better, like, but the but the the effect of it, it was better. Yes, it uh, is. and then there's a moment that I thought, well, he he might still beat her because he was trying yeah. to reach for the gun or or you know, and then like he was kind of talking stuff like, no, I'm not scared of you. Then uh, Ellie. Like, but viciously stabbed him to death. I felt more, you know, I felt more for Judd in this movie. Uh, for, for whatever reason, I, when he dies, it, it just... I hated the ripping yeah. Fred, man. That, that, oh, my God. I know, I know. I, I, mean, I felt it, bad it when... It broke my heart. When like, Judd, no, not Mr. Herbert Monster. Felt, I, I don't know. I just, I felt bad for both mm-hmm. adaptations that when Judd goes. It's just for this one, I don't know, I felt like... Maybe it's because I'm an adult now, seeing it for mm-hmm. the first time, than it was when I was a kid. Maybe that's the reason. Maybe it's different for me. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I felt like I had a bond with Judd. I felt like I was there. This time around, yeah. Yeah. Was, well, it meant more to me, I would guess. Well, so, yeah, it was a good death. Um, yeah. it, it saddened me, you know, that he died. Uh, and then, uh, so, after his death, what happened? Well, she goes back home, and, uh, and the mom then made it home at this point, yes, right? Yes, and... Uh, oh, that scene. It was Hug your daughter. It, it was, oh, it's so, oh, it's so chilling. Yes, it is. Like, and, um, okay, so the mom... Hug her. The mom has a problem with death because he, she inadvertently calls for her sister to die. Yes. Uh, but she also secretly wanted her sister to die because her sister freaked her out. Her sister teased her. Her sister, uh, you know, said... Uh, I'm gonna twist your back and you'll be in bed like me and you won't get out of bed again. That storyline, though, I thought they did better in that first movie. Yeah, movie. I agree. I agree. They didn't really touch on it as much. And yeah. also, in the trailer, they have a scene where you see the sister crawling on the floor towards her. Yeah. Uh, they didn't have it in the movie it at all. It wasn't in the movie at all, yeah. Stop doing that, trailers. Stop putting <laughs> stuff in there that shouldn't that isn't in the movie. Or stop putting stuff that shouldn't be there that's going to ruin the movie. That's my biggest complaint. Make make trailers like a minute, and that'd be okay. But uh, she, I believe the quote was, "She's not my daughter." Yeah. And uh, and she didn't she, hug her. She didn't she want didn't to touch hug her. her. She went upstairs, and, she, and Ellie was like, "That's okay, Daddy. I don't want her here either." Yeah. And then so it's, on. It's, it's on. on. it's on. It's on. <laughs> you know? Oh, she should have, in my opinion, took her brother, her son, and like bounced right then. Should have. But I guess she's traumatized. She and is she traumatized. Thought, I mean, and she didn't think that this girl was going to kill her. You know, You know, if you're in a situation like this, I like to view movies like this. If you're there in their situation, you can say what you're going to do. When you're in that moment, you don't know what you're going to do. Hey, it's classic. It's it's like the classic scenario from Scream yeah. where uh, where uh, she's like, hey, this is you know, dumb blind that goes out front when she should, uh, goes upstairs when she should be headed to the front door. But when you're in that situation, really in the situation, if you're, as a writer, you think about this, uh, you're not thinking. Okay. You're reacting. Mm-hmm. And so, you don't see that front door. Yeah, All you see is those steps. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's fight or flight. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah. Your brain's so, not clearly working. So, we, so, alright, uh, so this is what happens. So, she ends up, Ellie ends up murdering the mother uh, viciously, yeah. well, worse, worse. I think worse than this one than the original. Although in the original it shows, but I, I like this death better because it, it 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 seemed to me more personal. 
yes, than he and, did in the original. And she's the one that takes her up to the sour ground. And yeah. Burns, not, well, not Lewis. And I love that twist. I love that twist because in, in the original, I hated the fact that even though Judd explains why people keep going back up there because it it it, it, it feeds on their grief. It feeds on their emotions and makes them do things that is that mentally they wouldn't do but the dead doing it makes a lot more sense because that person wants to create more of them you know yeah and i, I like that aspect of it but once we get to the ending you know mm-hmm. the, the final battle between ellie and lewis mm-hmm. it it really just broke my heart to watch it i mean <laughs> How, to, how to know you, you got to kill your daughter. I know she's not really your daughter, but in your mind, Sarah, yeah, it's your kid. It's your it's your kid. He literally buried, uh, brought her from the grave, took her up there. That's his kid. And and before that, he had locked Gage in the car. Don't yeah. let nobody in. Yeah, not even me. <laughs> not even me. Oh no, no, he said not even your mother. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. uh, or, or your sister or something like that. But yeah, so uh, he uh, he so he's about to he's standing over his daughter. Foot on her, I think, ready to just yes, just the shovel, take really... the shovel and, and treat her like a snake, yeah, like knock her head off of her, and then um, she, uh, uh, iron pole rod, uh, uh, cemetery, like fencing, is you like Jason used them, yeah, Jason lips. <laughs> great, great knot, uh, is plunged through his heart, yes, and they too similar to Jason lips, they too. <laughs> <clears throat> carry him to the burial ground. And what's the final gripping, gripping? So, so oh, before we get to that, the movie started with a beautiful, I want to say a drone footage, or some type of plane, some type of drone footage of the forest. And you can hear the, uh, you can hear the wilderness. You can hear, uh, you know, the early morning crickets it's, and things also, like that. Uh, had blood stains on the door. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and then you hear a roaring fire that's Judd's house. Yeah. Uh, you don't know that at the beginning of the movie. But at the end, by the end, you realize that's Judd's house. And then uh, and then it goes over into a peaceful-looking home. But then when it gets down to eye level, you see that uh, blood, the door's open. There's blood in the interior of the car, that's on right. the handles and everything like that. So then, remember, as Brandon just told you, they put... Uh, they put Gage inside the car and said, well, he put Gage inside the car and said, don't get out. Don't let nobody out. Before he went up to fight Ellie, he checked and he's still there. So still there, yeah. at the end of the movie, you see the mother, the father, and the daughter walking up. And You see poor Gage there. And, and Church jumps up on the hood. Oh, my gosh. And Gage is looking and he waves. It's my family. Yep. And it's... And you hear the click and end credits, and you hear a click. Oh my goodness! And that was very similar to the chop at the end of the original movie. Yeah. But I think this one's more chilling because you know yeah. what they're about to do. Gage. Yeah. And, and uh, real quick, uh, would you prefer a prequel to this or a sequel? Real quick, because we're at forty-five now. Yes. Um, <clears throat> we're not gonna make it now. Uh, uh, I will. I would, ten minutes. All right, we can do it. I would. Uh, I would say. Uh, I think this app only allows us to record for an hour. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. All right. So uh, real quick, uh, prequel or a sequel? Uh, I would like. I personally would like to see a sequel. I would like to see a sequel as well. I think there's room for a prequel, but I would love to see a sequel. To they see what this left something movie. out in the, that was in the original movie about Judd, uh, the first person that 
was buried up there. And that's the story they're going to do in the prequel. Mm-hmm. If it made enough money, which it made $25 million here domestically. And it cost, I think, 21 Unfortunately for it, it was, it was rated R, uh, which I don't have a problem with it, but it's rated R and it was going up against Shazam. So it didn't win this weekend. But... No, it didn't win this weekend. But, but it was probably second, though. Honestly. It was second. Yeah. It May 25. Mm-hmm. It's going to finish somewhere in the 50s, and I would think that's enough to get the prequel, I would say. And that's not even counting what it's going to make overseas. Okay. So, uh, so I would say it's going to make over 100 worldwide. So my final thought on it is I enjoyed it. I liked it better than, than the original. This is a good segue into our next little topic. Uh, yeah. But uh, I enjoyed it better than the original. I, I liked it. I would recommend people watch it. Um, I give it still uh, four 4.5 mark outs out of 5. I think I enjoyed it better than the original as well. Uh, I'm going to go see it again, but I, when I left the theater, You're satisfied. I was very satisfied. I thought it was better than the original. I thought people would love this movie. Okay. You know. But you give it a... I give it 4.5. I, the reason I don't get a five for me is because of Pat, Pascal, Pascal, and uh, Zelda. Yeah, yeah. Those I mean, are the only reason they weren't developed and, and quite I, well enough to get up there. Man, it's not because also it's not because of the trailer giving away. I, I don't. I, I hate that the trailer gave away an important twist. Uh, but even with the trailer giving away, they still worked it in it where it still was a little type of suspense for me because i was like oh no what if it's both children like i said so uh yeah so hey perfect segue from uh hey by the way check out that movie go watch it in theaters um absolutely you will enjoy it uh it's you know go in there don't say well let me compare it to the original look at this movie as a standalone thing uh it's gonna have nods but mainly it's just a great great best, best horror best horror this year thus far uh best thus far for me I think so. I think yeah, so. I, I haven't think seen Prodigy, but it's best for me. Yeah, I think for me too it was the best one so far. Uh, and I hope it is the best at the end of the year because it was my most anticipated. But yeah, and we're going to move on to what we think should be readapted real mm-hmm. quick. Because this was a movie that needed to be readapted uh, uh, for me because the original was too campy yeah. and needed to be retold. So and if we have time, we'll go over what we think should be adapted that yeah. hasn't been adapted. All right, so I'll, I'll let me. You want me to go first? Yes. Yeah, okay, readapted. I, I would love to see Graveyard Shift readapted. Okay. I read that a year ago. I love that story. And then I watched the movie a few months ago. Didn't quite love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, I think with the giant rat vampire, uh, it, you, there, there was something, it was nasty reading that stuff. It's just gross, grotesque. And it, I would love to see it readapted. My second one is something I haven't actually read. I've seen parts of it. But I think it's been so long, it would be good to be readapting. That's Salem's Lot. Okay. And uh, my third one would be Firestarter. I think enough time has passed, okay. you can readapt that. Yeah. Uh, another one is something they are readapting, and that's Cujo. Oh. Now, I don't necessarily think you should. It was on my list, too. But I think enough time has passed that you can. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but here are some I do think absolutely should be readapted, and that's First Cycle of the Werewolf. Which was Silver Bullet. I love that movie. That's on my list. Brandon, you just stole my list, man. <laughs> I love that movie. All right. But it's not accurate to the story. Okay. I've read the story twice. I read it when I was a kid. It's the first story I ever read by Stephen King. 
and I ran it earlier this year in one day, and uh, it's just not, it's not quite accurate. I love well, I love really more accurate stuff. But yeah, go ahead. But uh, <laughs> another one is The Shining. I would like an accurate retelling of his story. Not the made for TV. I, not the made for TV version, but I love Jack Nicholson as Jack Torrance. I I love that movie. It's one of my favorite horror films. Mm-hmm. But you hear the complaints all the time when you talk about Steve, when you talk to Stephen King fans. It's not accurate. Right. And they're doing a sequel to the book, not yeah. the movie. Yeah, which Doctor Sleep. So I would love, you know, for after that, if it does well, for them to do The Shining over. Okay. And, and my last, last one is one? Sometimes They Come Back. I saw the, I movie, the movie when I was. I love the movie. I love the movie when I was. I saw it when I was little. I loved it. I love Tim Atheson. I'm mm-hmm. a huge fan of his. And I read the short story. It's about two years ago. Yep. And I got so upset because it was it was different than the movie, and especially with the wife and kid. And I'm not, I ain't gonna spoil it for people who haven't read it, but it's I would love that the story, the short story, accurate short story right. version of Sometimes They Come Back. Great story, great movie, but it's been time. I mean, Stephen King's on the rise here. I okay. think we can do it. I think we can. Get more readaptations. Well, let I think me, we should. Let me get mine in. Okay. All right, all right. Let me get mine in real quick. So, uh, all right. Uh, I'm not going to repeat what you said. So I'm going to, because I want to try to, you know, keep it. All right. So for one, maximum overdrive. I think I they need. To, I, need I think that needs to be readapted. They didn't redo it. It wasn't good. But it's I think called that, trucks, which is the that's the that's the story. That's what yeah. it's called, and it's an accurate story. Maximum overdrive is an accurate. Yeah, but it's better. But I think that I think but that, I agree with you. I think that cocaine affected that movie a lot. <laughs> Stephen King uh, I love directed it. on it's, cocaine. It's a guilty pleasure for me. But I think that it could be readapted, and I think that it would be great if they just redo if they it. they readapt it, and I would do like a do a great, better job with um, what is uh, what is possessed essentially, yes. and what's not. You know what I'm saying? I think that they would have. If they did great. do it again, I would love for Emilio to return in some. Form yeah, of yeah, I agree. Also, I think that now with uh, uh, social media, with uh, yeah. phones and things, I think that they can utilize that as a different thing that's actually affected with it. All right, <laughs> the cell is another one that they made a movie for. They made an adaptation, but it wasn't that good. I Same heard. Way. I heard. But I think that they could do a better version of that movie. Because what I read, or what I heard, I absolutely loved it. Uh, I'm trying to hurry up here. Um, also, I think that they could redo Creepshow. I thought I loved, I haven't I lo- seen the original. I saw the sequel. I love the original Creepshow, but I think that I would love to see a updated adaptation of it. That if still takes mistaken, place in the 80s or 90s. It'd be great. If I'm not mistaken, I think they are readapting as a TV series. If I'm not oh, mistaken. Well, okay, that's fine. And then um, um, Dark Tower, they did this one on tw- in 2017. I seen it yet. But I think that I loved I loved what I saw of it. But I th- but I, I think that they could have done a better what job. What I've heard it. about it, what I read up on it, was it wasn't an actual origin story. It wasn't the gunslinger. Right. It was everything after his books. Right. And you can't start a, a film series after a no. book series. No. It you don't can't. make any sense. It doesn't work that way. How many am, am I at now? Uh, it was one, two, th- I think it was four. It's four? I think. All right, let me get the one that people's going to hate me about. All right, I think that they should re-adapt Christine. I like Christine. Ooh. I love <laughs> John Carpenter. Yeah. Hey, I love John Carpenter. One of my favorite... Directors, I own Halloween like I don't know how many times, and other ones of of his films. Uh, and but Christine, I love that. But I think that it being in the eighties, 
I think that uh, I think that uh, that it could be retold today using still an older version card because I, I think that I think that it could I think it could be readapted and it'd be because you know I think it can it still has legs today. I I agree with you. It could be. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with you that it should be. <laughs> okay. Here's my reason why. John Carpenter made it. I don't think anyone could do a better job than what he did with the source material. And uh, if they do it, I feel like it'll turn out like Carrie. Be kind of the same thing. No, oh, they, they're just ri- okay. But and then uh, honorable mention, be. real quick. I mean, they could do it. I just don't think they should. Honorable mention, Cat's Eye. I've seen that once. <laughs> um, I don't remember much about it though. But, but I, I did watch it once. With the little time we got left, all right, uh, you said you wanted to dive into actual things that hasn't been adapted, and I'm going to dive into uh, his, his made-for-TV movies and miniseries that I think can be real. Go right ahead. All right. First for me would be The Stand. i like to see them... It's re- actually being readapted. That's fine, but I would like, I would like to, uh, uh, Okay. Yeah. I, I like that. I love the miniseries thing that Stephen King would do at one point. I do think it needs to be updated. Yeah, I've recently rewatched that. And it it was it didn't live up. Uh, I think Rose Red could be readapted. I, I I remember the original miniseries and I enjoyed it for its time, but also it had it, it had bad CGI, and I think that it had I it enjoyed had it like, for its time too. Yeah, but I think that it could be redone. Uh, I love Storm of Citrus. I wouldn't touch that. Um, and uh, another one, I would say, I'm not going to do five, I don't think, for this one. But I would at least, uh, one more good one. Okay, Needful Things. I love Needful Things for its time. It. I haven't but seen But I think that it could be readapted to today's time. And uh, utilize, once again, utilize the internet, utilize today's society, and see how that will, because people buy, buy stuff on eBay and Amazon, or whatever is a website that you could buy stuff online and they ship it to you, but these things uh, create, but you got to do something once you get these. It's just, you know, I like to see that story told. Go, to, go ahead, buddy. Okay, for mine, uh, I only got three. Uh, first one is uh, The Tommy Knockers. Okay. It was a miniseries. I think they could readapt it into a, a feature film. I think it, I enjoyed it when I watched it, but I think time, enough times passed, special effects today, you know, storytelling today, they can do a lot with that story. And uh, the two other ones is Blockade Billy, okay. a novel he wrote. Uh, I love that story. It's never been adapted. I'd love to see it. And the last one is uh, Mile 81, which I read two years ago. It it's kind of ties in to Stephen King's It. Okay. It kind of ties in to um, From a Buick 8. Okay. And it is being adapted to a film. Uh, so... I look forward to that. I really love that story. If no one's read it, it's kind of it's about a car that's an alien. Okay. So uh, I recommend it. Also, real quick, another uh, Stephen King adaptation that I like is short story. I think it'd be I like to see it is Everything Eventual. Yeah. I, I, okay. I got another one that I read. It was a short story. I know we're running out of time here, but it's called The Boogeyman. I would love to see that adapted. Okay. Well, hey, I think that's our time here it's today. Time. So today was a all Stephen King, all everything. Uh, I'd like to thank you for uh, tuning in to our podcast. Please check us out next week as we're going to be discussing Shazam and, uh, and, uh, and Marvel and DC and all those good things. And just remember, sometimes Stephen King horror is better. That's true. I'm Aaron Whitlow. And I'm Brandon Spivey. And we're the Marks.